how she's gonna win something for props at the Oscars one day and her speech is just gonna be like, listen, PBS, I know you know what you did and you better email me back. Um, Sorry, thank I'm you very much. Like, I, yes, absolutely. I'm quitting cosplay, I'm quitting the band. I have, I'm gonna full-time be like a Curious George <laughs> Truth advocate. <laughs> Hello, hello, and welcome back to the Working For It podcast. My name is Sarah, and I'm an illustrator. And I'm Savannah, and I'm a film makeup artist. And this is our podcast all about navigating the creative space as young professionals. And today, we are joined by a very special guest. I'm literally so excited. We're yes. joined by one of my all-time best friends. This is Tasha Lee. Yay! Say hey, Tosh. Do I say hi? Yeah. Hey. Hi! Yeah. <laughs> Tasha is literally one of the coolest people I know. I brag about you constantly. I tell everybody that. I literally just said to someone at work the other day, we were talking about video games, and I was like, hey, whoa, let me show you my friend Tasha. Then I pulled up your Instagram, and I showed them all your stuff, and I literally just brag about you like you're my child. I also, I'm like, do you want to see the coolest cosplay? I, like, will be, like, on set, and I'll be like, do you see this? This is incredible. (laughs) (laughs) Tasha spent her quarantine getting TikTok famous. I did not. Tasha, you come up on my tiktok just like for you page sometimes and i'm like yes there's really yeah like three times and i i'm sure it's because i'm like friends with you on like other platforms and tiktok mm-hmm. like knows all my stuff but it's really exciting every time and every time i like screen record it and like oh my make God. a mental <laughs> note to be like tasha i found you on tiktok and it's very cool yeah i stalked your tiktok today and you have one that has like 40k views or likes yeah i don't like i don't know it's such like a weird platform i've been on it for like a year or so just like observing people doing it and then one day i was like i saw this girl do this like cool like stop motion thing yeah where it was just like a bunch of clips together and i was like i want to do that i love stop motion i'm gonna do that and i did it and that one got i think seven thousand likes and i was like i'm gonna do it again because i like (laughs) crave attention (laughs) i did another one and that one got really popular and yeah it's weird but i don't post on there very much i only have like 10 posts that's so fun. Because I get stressed out thinking about just making one. I don't know. Oh, really? I saw the one where you, it was on the stairs, and then you, like, turned into, like, it turned animated, Alien. and it was, like, the coolest oh, yeah. thing ever, and I was like, wow, yeah, that's this so is, cool. this is art right here. This is what I come on TikTok for, because it was, like, so Thank cool. Yeah. yeah, what did you animate it on? Um, I just used Adobe Premiere to do a bunch of video clips, and then I did a like an illustration and an adobe illustrator and just like cut those together really fast cute that was my passion project one weekend yeah it's so it was so cool thank you yeah tiktok's a weird one i like it a lot but every time i go on it i stress it out because i feel like i should be making a video yeah (laughs) and there's people on there who just like pump out content like every day and it's something really cool and i'm like i get like the energy about once a month to make something Well, because yours takes so much work. Yeah. Whereas other people just like hop on and like lip sync for two seconds and then they get like four and a half million views. Maybe I should just learn the dances. <laughs> that would be easier. <laughs> oh, that's so oh funny. My God. I hate that my TikTok al- algorithm is so narrowed down. Like it's so specific that I can't escape it. Like I liked probably four. <laughs> Tasha, I'm so sorry that I'm going to talk about Harry Styles, like, at at least three more times. Um, That's okay. I love him, too. You're good. (laughs) Thank you. Uh, I liked, like, four of posts relating to him, and now it's my whole TikTok feed, and I, like, can't go on without being, like, I've done this to myself. Like, I cannot escape and find, like, funny TikTok stuff. I don't know how they do that. They really, like, pinpoint you (laughs) and then only show you that. Yeah. I, for me, it's, like, 
nearly every single video is just like girls with giant platform shoes <laughs> or like skateboarding videos or like somebody doing like a stop motion thing in their room and I want to see other stuff but no matter how, how far I scroll it's just that yeah that's yeah their algorithm is is a wild one so what have you been doing quarantine this quarantine Tasha a whole lot of nothing <laughs> yeah the first half was just me being on social media like 24 7 and then I had to put those like I put it so that there's only like half an hour of each one yeah yeah because I just mm. feel like it's super unhealthy for me. Yeah. But recently, I've been building a longboard. That's, like, my project right now. That's cool. I'm trying to get better at Adobe Premiere and, like, doing little videos and stuff. Very cool. And I've been playing a ton of Minecraft. I love that. Wait, really? Yeah. That's so fun. Do you play it on a like Switch a or on your, like, PC? On my computer. Some of my friends from school, that's, like, how we keep in touch. Otherwise, we just forget to text each other. That's but we so have Minecraft fun. nights. Well, personal growth, you being able to play Minecraft again. Yeah. <laughs> I had this whole thing where I begged my parents for it. I was so excited to get it. Mm -hmm. And then, like, the first night happened. Yeah. And then there was, like, monsters. And then I fell in a hole. And I just straight up had, like, a big, like, I don't know if it was an anxiety attack or whatever, but I freaked out. Oh, I, like... No logged out like shut my computer off deleted off my computer and for the next like month if anybody mentioned minecraft i would feel like stick sick to my stomach oh no i don't know what that was it was so weird but i was like afraid of minecraft oh, no. it must have just been some random like just like really deep-seated personal trigger or something i don't know like... it really felt like sickening and that's just, like, a weird thing, because Minecraft is probably the least scary video game in the world. Yeah, but it is very claustrophobic. Yeah. Personal development. <laughs> look where we are now. <laughs> it's like that Paul Rudd clip where he's like, hey, man, look, look at us. <laughs> I quote Who that all the time. Who would have thought? Look at us. <laughs> Who would have thought? <laughs> so I don't funny. even know what it's from. I just it's know it from, from Twitter. His Hot Ones interview where he, they oh. eat the wings and he's like, look at us. Who would have thought? And it's so <laughs> funny. Oh, I love that man. Paul Rudd can't go wrong. Also, how come no one talks about in Clueless? Like, everyone, this is a big personal pet peeve of mine, and I'm just going to go off for a minute. How come <laughs> no one talks about Clueless being, like, the weirdest movie ever? Because Paul Rudd is in Clueless, didn't know that until I watched it, and then I'm like, what? What is the hype of he, he's Clueless? He's her brother. No, yeah, I know, but I'm like, what's the hype of her falling in love with her stepbrother? Like, it gives me the Foster's vibes, and I'm not. I'm not. Clueless is so funny because I think about the movie. I'm like, oh yeah, I love that movie. And then I like get amnesia to the fact that he's like her brother for half of yes. it, and then like the love interest for the other half. And then that like sits weird with me like deep inside. But then I like think about it, and then immediately forget about it. And then I'm like, yeah, Clueless, I love that movie. That's so, so funny. I, <laughs> I watched Clueless I think once, and I was like, this is this is not my movie. I was like, I'm gonna go back to Mean Girls because that's where I that's my comfort zone. Like I like that kind of. That movie, not Clueless, but I really like Clueless, and honestly, it doesn't bug me that much. It's like, like they're not related. They're, yeah, they're not but blood related, like... and they were only like living in the same house for like a short amount of time. Yeah. But like it's still like a, like I wouldn't do it, but yeah. I'm not yeah. gonna be mad at her. <laughs> that movie's so funny because I remember distinctly like word for word like three scenes and then nothing else. But I still know the whole arc of the movie. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like <laughs> Absolutely. All right. Should we start it? Should we go for it? Um yeah, so Tasha I think your like creative journey as like a creative person is so interesting to me because yeah. it just has taken such a 
journey. And so that's why I really wanted to have you on the podcast. Just talk about like you and how you yeah. are the way that you are. Cause you're super cool. Thank you. Yes, we are very excited. Okay. So Tasha, tell us like who you are and what you do just in like the most general sense. Cause we'll get into it a little deeper, but it's literally the most vague question. And I'm so yeah. sorry that we ask it to I'm every s- guest. Because- I'm so sorry. It took us like seven <laughs> times to answer this for ourselves so like feel free to take as much time as you need but like a I little will, synopsis i will do my best um <laughs> i wrote notes and everything when you sent me the Ooh, questions yay. we love a prepared queen i'm not we gonna do. like read off them because that's gonna sound super ingenuine <laughs> or like disingenuine disingenuous mm-hmm. yeah yeah one of those so <laughs> <laughs> anyways um i'm tosh i feel like as an artist i kind of like ev- things in like every area I guess my main thing is I'm a costume and prop maker Uh, I've been involved in cosplay for a while since I was 14 I'm 20 now um things like that I really love film I've seen so so many I've consumed a lot of movies in my life and most recently I have become a bass guitarist for a surf rock like indie band so those are kind Ooh, of my three, yeah, that's my so three cool. art spheres. <laughs> Very cool. Yeah, literally the coolest person. Yeah, that, that's like a foot in every door, too, because yeah. there's like music and there's like physical, like, and then, yeah. And it's not awesome. even like, it's not even like a, oh, yeah, I play piano, like I can play hot cross buttons, you know what I, It's like you have a <laughs> foot in every door, like you, yeah. with anything you pick up, you like absolutely crush, but we'll get into that. Ooh, I love this. Zoom just gave us a little gift. We've removed yes. the 40-minute time limit on your meeting. Sweet. <laughs> Good <Score>. for us. <laughs> they um, saw we were vibing, and they're like, <laughs> they were like, take you. this time. <laughs> Go for it, you guys. Yeah, so how did you start out in, co- like, what made you start cosplay? Because I know you do, like, very elaborate cosplay, so did you start out doing, like, super simple ones, or did you kind of just dive in headfirst to, like, doing build like massive builds (laughs) um I think I started actually with Sarah and one of our other friends we were going to WonderCon when we were in middle school I forget what year it was but I knew 12 it was like so long we were very little we were so naive but (laughs) um yeah I knew cosplay was a thing like I followed people on Instagram who were cosplayers my dad was kind of interested in that because he has a lot of the same interests in me in movies and video games and stuff and so I told my friends I was like we should just like make costumes we were really into the Avengers at the time and so we all dressed up as a different Avenger and I spent probably a weekend making my first costume which was just a little like Iron Man glove and a glowy arc reactor thing it was adorable it was messy (laughs) it was it was literally a rubber glove that I like (laughs) hot glued foam to while it was on my hand but I had the time of my life making that (laughs) I felt really cool I had like a little playlist called cosplay playlist and I just really liked doing it and then I loved going to the convention that was my first convention I just had such a fun time and I knew I wanted to keep doing it and I at that point was a real big go-getter so I told my dad I was like I want to do something like really I want to do like a full costume for the next one like not just props I want to do a whole thing and that was the summer that I saw Pacific Rim I could talk about Pacific Rim for like an hour I know that's not one of those movies where people are like it changed my life dude like people (laughs) say that about I don't know like pretentious film boy movies but yeah for me it was Pacific Rim that 
made me fall in love with like prop making and costume making and stuff and because that's what got me interested in all of Guillermo del Toro's filmography Sarah could tell you I am (laughs) more obsessed with that man than like anybody else absolutely like I Tasha's one true soulmate in this universe is Guillermo del Toro that's so funny that's my friend Ellie is literally obsessed with Guillermo del Toro can break down his entire discography and tell you like (laughs) why he made choices that's so like yeah yeah that's that's me like I want I want a Guillermo del Toro tattoo like my whole room (gasps) is like Guillermo del Toro like posters I have all those books (laughs) that's Um, so cool every like first date I go on I'm like let's watch Devil's Backbone or like let's watch Pan's Labyrinth and then you know nobody particularly enjoys it but I'm like hey at least you saw it yeah Um, (laughs) that's your test your first date test you're like can you watch all of Pan's Labyrinth okay cool next uh you made it to second date (laughs) congratulations (laughs) so Pacific Rim was like that movie for me and the main character I loved the way they handled having like a well-written female character in that movie um and she had the same haircut as me and I was like I love her so I made that costume. It was like this black armor suit and it was still pretty clunky because it was my first like big build. My dad helped me a lot with that, but I took that to San Diego Comic-Con and I just fell more in love with cosplay because that one, like people wanted to take my picture and stuff. And like I said before, I loved the attention <laughs> and I just, yeah, it was really fun making that and that's kind of how I started getting into cosplay. That's yeah. awesome. That's that, yeah. so cool. Yeah. So are you a big, like, are you, do you watch films to break down the prop? Like, are you a person that picks films? Cause you're like, this has the most incredible prop or make, like I do that with makeup a lot where I'm like, I know I have to watch Vice cause it's all makeup. You know what I mean? Yeah. I try to watch as many movies as I can just cause I like to be involved with like the film world since that's where I want to um, work in the future. But I do have, I kind of have a list. Like Pacific Rim is one. The Guillermo del Toro Hellboy movies, yes. those have some of the mm-hmm. most impressive practical effects, in my opinion. And yeah. they were made in like 2003 and 2009 or something, and they still hold up. Yeah, yeah, that's so crazy. So those are yeah. incredible to me. The makeup in that, they're the whole team. Of, yeah, I it's... met the artist that did the like Ron Perlman or um. David Harbour, right? And I was like, oh my god. <laughs> Hello, Joel Harlow. You did his, like, you made Hellboy. That's so incredible. Um, yeah, that's super cool. I guess recently I've been trying to, like, look into old, like, the older movies that were kind of the first use of practical effects. So, like, Trip to the Moon, Metropolis, uh, The Andalusian Dog, like, a lot of those just to see what they did back when there wasn't, like, digital after effects or, like, they didn't yeah. have the mechanical advancements that they have. Yeah. So I've been watching a lot of those recently and those have been fun because it looks so primitive and it's fun to compare to yeah. today's movies. That's awesome. Yeah, that's so cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, wait, so tell us a little bit about like what your dream job is for the future because I also yeah. think that's really interesting. Oh, so yeah. Um, a lot of the cosplays I've done are like, how do I say it? They have moving pieces or they're mechanical. So I always make like, I don't know, wings that like pop out of somewhere or like, (laughs) you know, things that spin like using motors or just lights or something. Like I always like to have kind of a mechanical prop or like feature to it. And that made me kind of want to do that forever as a job. So I really want to go into animatronics and practical effects. So like 
building robotic structures for props or like monster characters a lot of there's a lot of freelance studios that do that and i'd love to work at one of those if yeah. you're listening spectral motion or legacy <laughs> I was literally effects say, i was like fire me <laughs> um, yeah. yeah spectral motion is like my number one place i want to work yeah um, me me too <laughs> me too <laughs> relatable i yeah i just want to build monsters and i was involved in robotics in high school so i just want to build robots and monsters and stuff because those are the things that I, those are the types of movies i like to consume and i just wanted want to do that forever <laughs> yeah that's so cool yeah yeah every time i like show someone your cosplay they're like oh is she a mechanical engineer and i'm like <laughs> yeah she's a mechanical engineering major which is also so cool because as like a creative person who like really doesn't like science that much whenever I hear people are like an engineering major I'm like oh yeah yeah like I kind of just write it off initially as like they all want to go into coding or something like that but then like here you come along and you're like yeah I'm a mechanical engineer and I'm gonna do like I'm gonna build monsters like that's so cool (laughs) yeah yeah it's it's interesting like being in that major too because a lot of the people a lot of my friends really want to go into aerospace or things like Mm. you know true like what you think of when you think of mechanical engineering yeah yeah but yeah it's it's I like that I have like a goal in mind where I can use both engineering and art and kind of that side of the creativity so yeah that's so cool yeah that's awesome I mean plus it's it just shows that there's like a million different avenues because you can go into aerospace but then you can also Mm -hmm. go and make (laughs) hands that like can grab you know what I mean like (laughs) you can work with like a live cast and do all that fun stuff which is awesome I'm very curious to hear like what your experience was like being quote-unquote big in cosplay because I don't know Mm -hmm. if you consider yourself as being big in cosplay but as somebody who followed you around conventions (laughs) for multiple years in a row like it felt like walking around with a celebrity it was like it was so cool your builds were so cool you won contests like what was that whole experience like going from like oh I made this rubber glove over a weekend to then being like hey I spent six months on this costume and I just won a contest like yeah um it was really fun I you know, it was nice to, like, have that, ex- that like, spotlight experience. Sorry if this sounds, like, stuck up or whatever, but I no, don't know. I didn't really... Go off, because you were so cool. You know, I didn't win awards at school or anything, um, but it was really fun just to have a weekend that I worked towards for months. Like, that seems... It would seem unrewarding to, like, do all this work and then just have... Get, like, two days of enjoyment out of it, but... It really was so much fun. Like, I've met a ton of friends through cosplay. I've gotten to meet, like, really cool creators and kind of learn new tricks from them, too. Um, conventions were, like, or are, are and were, like, some of my favorite <laughs> memories. Yeah. Um, just because I got to spend them with my friends. And, yeah, I would always feel, like, really proud of myself after I finished a costume. Because a lot of it was, like, I would always finish the night before. It would be a crunch to do it and sometimes things wouldn't be perfect and I would feel like not great about it. But once I got to the convention and like people were interested in it and they were impressed by it, I was like, oh, I think I, I think I did a good thing. Yeah, um, that's awesome. That was really fun. Yeah. Correct me if I'm wrong, but you won Marvel, the Marvel SDCC comic con or uh, cosplay contest first place two years in a row. Yeah. Uh, yes. Yeah, I did. The first one was a Falcon costume I did. Um, and then the second one was a wasp costume and both of them had the same opening wings gimmick 
but uh, the judges didn't mind that, and they remi- they remembered me from the year before. They were like, "Hey, yeah. it's you again." That's <laughs> so cool. That was absolutely one of my top three memories is winning those competitions because there was a lot of people there, surprisingly, and it's pretty like spur of the moment that I signed up the first time. My dad was like, "Hey, you should just try and enter this. Like, who knows?" Yeah. And um, I didn't expect to win because there were so many people there but it happened and it was yeah it was insane that's so exciting and I mean comic-con is huge too so it's to have that acknowledgement must be so nice like it's so rewarding to build that for like a long period Mm -hmm. of time um do you have like a list like how did you decide what you wanted to go like cosplay that year for comic-con did you have like a running list or did you just like kind of think about it throughout the year how did Uh you kind of I like I have this huge list of characters that I just think are cool or they look cool. And one of my, like, personal requirements for costumes is I want there to be a mechanical piece. Mm -hmm. Um, So a lot of the time, if I was picking a Marvel character, like, Wasp isn't necessarily my favorite character, but Mm -hmm. the way her wings worked and the way it looked in the movie and her suit was just such a cool design that I'm like, I'm going to make that. And, like, that was not absolutely not my favorite Marvel movie, but I just thought it would be a fun piece to make and try to make it work like it did in the movie. Obviously, I can't shrink and <laughs> enlarge myself. Disclaimer. <laughs> Disclaimer. <laughs> Everyone else is like, man. <laughs> I almost regret not doing costumes of more characters that I was like personally attached to or personally loved. Yeah, I definitely prioritized, like, more getting a cool showpiece out of it. I think Mm. if I were to go back in time, I would tell myself to, like, do a couple more characters that I, like, personally really liked, even if it wasn't as flashy. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have a favorite costume? Definitely my D.Va costume, the character D.Va from Overwatch. I love that costume. (gasps) Oh, I love that one. I worked really hard on that. It happened where me and my dad were planning it initially, And we started working on everything together. But then I think he had, I think it was like a work emergency thing where he had to do super intensive work for a few weeks. And he was like out of town a lot. And we were kind of going to work on it together. And I I was like, oh, shit, Mm -hmm. I got to do a lot of this myself. And so (laughs) it was a lot of work, like probably I stayed up so late for like two weeks to finish that. (laughs) And um. I got it together and it was yeah it had stilts it had like rotating guns with motors and like a kind of puppeteerable arm situation and yeah that was the most fun costume to be in because it was kind of like it's this big mechanical bubble thing it was kind of like a little house (laughs) um so I could just walk around the convention in this like big structure and like I wouldn't have to (laughs) fun um and yeah it's just my favorite showpiece costume and i really loved that character Mm -hmm. um i was obsessed with that game that year so it was really like a passion project for me um and yeah now i have it like hanging in pieces on my garage wall (laughs) so (laughs) i was gonna say that reminds me of a question do you like reuse your cost like certain elements i know you said you re you like used a similar wing like I don't know, like, wing (laughs) mechanics for both years, but do you, like, actually, like, reuse parts of it, or is it kind of, like, a one-and-done, and and then you have it to display? Do you kind of... Yeah, I usually do a one-and-done thing, Mm -hmm. um, 
because I have, yeah, I have them all hanging up in my garage, but I have made, I definitely use the, like, I guess you would call it blueprints of one to make the next one, like my falcon costume. I already knew how to make expanding wings. It was just kind of slight um, modifications to make it look like wasp instead. So while it wasn't the same physical material, it was the same, I guess, like intellectual <laughs> property. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> um, I if you want to tell the story, I love the story of how you got your cosplay name, because you became like this cos like this. I don't know this. Um, uh, like character almost of like princess helicopter that was like your cosplay thing you like grew pretty big instagram from it and i think the story of like how you came up with the name is so cute so if you want to tell that story yeah sure um i'd been yeah i had been like cosplaying for about a year and i wanted to make an instagram and kind of start getting myself out there to like um i guess show people my stuff on the internet but i didn't just want to call it my like what my name was for one and also my mom was like don't put your real name on the internet so <laughs> i was like i have to come up with some persona and a lot of my cosplay friends had cute little things like um one of my friends crescent shay her yeah um, i love her. her moniker is so cute and things like that so it took me forever to come up with something and it kind of just happened at random me and another friend were at san diego comic-con and we got in the elevator with this family and there was this little girl there and as soon as we walked in, she, like, pushed herself back into the corner and was, like, <laughs> cowering in the corner. And she, her, we looked at her dad because we were, like, are we, like, scared of her? He's, like, yeah, sorry. She just came here for the princesses and, like, she doesn't really like all the big scary costumes. And I didn't really think we were scary. My friend was dressed <laughs> up as Astrid from How to Train Your Dragon and I was Falcon <laughs> at that point. And I didn't think we were scary, but she did. And so her dad was like, okay, okay, it's fine. Look, look, it's a, a Viking princess. And then and then he looked at me and I could tell he had no idea what I was because I had these weird like protrusions from my back. <laughs> Maybe I was scary. I don't know. <laughs> but, um, and then I was like, I'm Princess Helicopter. Because I looked like my costume was helicopter reminiscent. My friend looked at me and she's like, that's so cute and that just kind of became the name that's so cute that's such a nice that's such a like wholesome story to just be like i'm a princess and i have super awesome wings don't even worry about it i love that did you like make a conscious because now i mean you went to college right so did you kind of like still continue cosplay during school or did you make like a conscious decision to transition from podcast or not podcasting Podcast. from <laughs> cosplaying excuse me um i went into college with the intention that i was going to work on costumes there mm -hmm. but once i got there after about two weeks i knew that just wasn't gonna happen um <laughs> like living in a dorm space and the workshop was it's honestly a little bit unaccessible because there's always so many people in there and it's really hard to get everything you want done like as fast as I could get it done at home even though I'm not using any of the like big crazy machinery it was just gonna be hard to do so I told myself I would do it when I came home for break and then I would come home for break and just want to relax and not yeah. work on anything and just see my friends so my first year of college I didn't work on anything and I still love cosplay I don't really do it anymore simply just because I don't have a ton of time right now and weirdly enough I became kind of like tired of the social media aspect of it 
mm-hmm. like just the feeling that I would have to like always update people or like put out posts or put stuff on my story I don't really feel like I'm a social media person like I'm not really good at I don't know promoting myself like that I just that was like honestly one of the main reasons I kind of stopped is like just the social media upkeep seemed like tiring for me and also I kind of just wanted to do other things Mm. I have recently been like wanting to build something i have a half-made um rescue armor suit from um, avengers endgame that's like kind of there and i think it'd be really fun to finish that obviously there's no comic-con this year yeah yeah Um, but maybe for something in the future i think that'd be a fun build since i already have it started um yeah i think i just kind of grew away from it as a hobby because now i want to do that as a career yeah Yeah. and i don't want to like burn myself out too much of it so I feel that I like stopped yeah I stopped drawing like personal work a lot when I like started doing it in school yeah because then it it just like takes on a whole different like you can't separate work from your hobby as easily I did the same thing when I graduated makeup school I was like nope I can't do makeup at my house I was like no can't do (laughs) it yeah you never wear makeup anymore which is so funny I just like because when I was not in makeup school before I would do my own looks like all day every day because I just like needed to do it and then I graduated and I was like look I do it for my (laughs) career like this is very hard to do it at my house now and it's it's interesting to have that balance of like well I love it so much but I like can't bring it into every aspect of of my life so I think that's healthy yeah but that's for sure I mean if you want to work at spectral like you know it's one of those things where you yeah you you like know you'll do it if that's my everyday thing I feel like I'd want a hobby that at this point if that's my everyday thing then it wouldn't even be a hobby right exactly yeah. (laughs) yeah so um now that you don't do cosplay so much anymore you have transitioned into like other fields of um creativity like how you said you're in a band so like tell us about that what is that like yeah so I um I've always been interested in like indie music and surf rock that's a genre I've always enjoyed and when I got to school I made this cool group of friends who liked the same kind of music and one of the guys in the group my friend Max I remember one of the first days I met him, he's like, I'm trying to start a band at Cal Poly. Like, I was in one back home. I miss it. Like, I want to do that. And I was like, oh, cool. And I didn't say anything. Like, I was a bassist, but I didn't say anything because I assumed he, like, already knew people. But um, towards the end of the year, we started playing together. Like, I would bring my bass over to his dorm and we'd just jam and stuff. And it was so much fun. It was, like, the most fun I was having at school. Um, And I really liked it. And I was like, we just start a band. <laughs> and he was like, yeah, okay. And so we had that thought in our minds like over the whole summer. We got back to school. And I think the hardest part was finding a drum kit. Not necessarily a drummer because we had a friend who was a drummer and he was down mm. and stuff. But luckily one just kind of like fell into our hands for $30. Whoa. From, I think it was somebody's yeah. mutual friend. And we got a drum kit, which is like, it's rare to for people to have one at school because everybody's living in small spaces and it's like because <laughs> the person that brings the so. drum kit everyone hates they're like are you kidding me in this dorm you have drums yeah exactly <laughs> and they were living in like a house so we could have that and not be super obnoxious nice. yeah so yeah we got that we have two friends one was really good at drums and one was an amazing guitarist and we got together and we just started practicing this group of songs 
And um, the school I go to has a really like bopping DIY music scene. There's all <laughs> these really cool like punk bands, surf rock bands, other indie bands, and they always have house shows. And I had a lot of mutual friends in that scene. So um, I told one of them that I was starting a band and he's like, okay, cool. We'll just have you open the next show. And I was like, okay, Whoa. it was really <laughs> that easy. And we didn't have big expectations at all. We were like, we're going to invite all our friends. Like, it'll probably be just like, I don't know, 10 people. Um, but, you know, whatever we can get at this point. Pretty much everybody we invited showed up, which was insane. <laughs> no like, way. it was amazing to have all that support from our friends. And it was a bigger crowd than we could have ever expected. No and way. That's so that really, like, made us realize, like, this is going to be really fun like this is something we can totally do and um yeah we've just playing local house shows ever since we played a show in arizona actually we have friends that are in a band in at um northern arizona university so we road tripped out there and played a little show (laughs) that's so fun Um, that's like one of my favorite (laughs) memories i love that yeah these guys are like my best friends it's so fun it's really really fun because practice for us is just kind of like a hangout session we'll like make dinner and then jam and then like watch tv and fun. it's fun it's really fun it's just like hanging out um and yeah playing shows is like the best feeling in the world oh man i love that yeah that's so nice to have that group like just to fall in that was like the perfect a 30 dollar drum yeah. kit like how often does that happen that it like is meant <laughs> to be right it really just happened and like um I didn't really know our guitarist or drummer very well at the beginning. Um, I like they were mutual friends of mine. I met them once or twice, but um, yeah, we fell into a friendship really fast, and I feel like we all just kind of like click and get each other Aww. and stuff. So that's awesome. You guys just won Battle of the Bands, right? Yeah, our school held a Battle of the Bands where you could submit a video of everybody playing. So we put together this little music video. Um, they're all in. They're all at school quarantining together there, and I'm here, so we recorded it separately and put together a little thing, and then um, submitted it, and everybody really like came through for us, and we got all our friends to vote, and we won that, so that's that's really fun. Yeah. So <laughs> Congratulations. Cool. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, congrats. Is that something, like, do you want to, like, tour? Like, do you want to, sh- like, is it something you guys have talked about being like, we want to be on a label, or is it more just like a chill kind of hang out? And um, do things that I make think you for now happy. we're kind of just having fun but we um we do in the fall we're gonna try to record an EP we oh, have a bunch fun. of songs in the works right now oh and we want to put something out so like on Spotify so people can actually listen to us and we're just kind of like going with the flow at this point and just doing our local shows but I know everybody would love wherever we end up going with it I know my drummer has said I want to be at the level where people get made fun of us, or sorry, people get made fun of <laughs> if they think that we are underground, Very, which I think cool. is a, like a really cool observation. I don't know. That, yeah. would, be, that would be great. But um, yeah, right now we're just kind of going with the flow and doing stuff at our own pace. So that's, nice. that's so exciting to go from I, like cosplay, like where it's very like you do you do it all yourself to now having a band like that's such a cool transition to I don't know move from like one thing like immediately into another creative venture like that's awesome thank you yeah Yeah. it's a really different really different world (laughs) yeah 
it, do you find like do you enjoy one more than the other or do you are there different like merits to both i think there's like different enjoyment to both they're super different things um right now most of my time goes toward the band mm-hmm. um i don't do too many personal projects right now um just because yeah i'm having a lot of fun with that and mm-hmm. but it, yeah it's a very different thing so yeah that's really exciting that's awesome i <laughs> i just <laughs> i bought a drum kit like three days ago and I'm like waiting for it to come and I never I was like I'm gonna do it I'm just gonna do it because my brother plays the bass and I was he, Adrian was like you can we can make a band and so you I, was like, I was like just cool, do gonna, it I, I was like cool I'm gonna learn the drums now so I've hearing that can I'm I like, join I'll play please keys. drums are so cool I want to learn how to play the drums when I go back to school yeah I have no musical talent so I'm like Hopefully this is the one because guitar makes no sense. So yeah. I can hit stuff like that. I feel fine. like yeah, you're I either one stuff. or the other kind of person. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Tasha, you've been playing piano since you were like little, right? Yeah, I played piano since I was like six, and then I w- did violin like through middle school and a little earlier than middle school. Um, so yeah, I played those kind of like traditional like classical instruments, and then moving yeah. to bass guitar was like kind of a shift I guess Um, (laughs) I've yeah I've had the bass guitar for a while I remember holding it when I was in like fourth grade and it was massive because they're they're heavier and they're bigger than normal electric guitars and I remember it being so heavy and huge um yeah you've always been so involved in some sort of music or some sort of art or like you've always just been so creative which is so cool thank you yeah Yeah. because both your parents are in creative fields right yeah they both went to art school they both did um graphic design so luckily i've been able to have that influence from them um they always really supported any art i do which is great because you always hear about parents being like no i want you to be a lawyer or an engineer or whatever but they've always supported my creative endeavors because they know what it's like to be a young artist i guess so yeah yeah oh that's so cool i love that yeah that's the best feeling to have a a support system yeah yeah okay well i am out of questions me too questions yeah that was that went so well well. like yeah literally so well (laughs) look at us (laughs) what a thought (laughs) <laughs> full circle oh my gosh uh so should we wrap this up with the recommendation yeah corner, corner. we really want to get like a little funky theme song yeah we, we're trying to really workshop this recommendation cool. corner we're yeah. trying to can figure we, out like a good name for it and everything can we pay your uh couch dog <laughs> to <Yeah>. make a <laughs> yeah we'll we'll make a little tune for you oh my gosh so that'd be so fun i love that Wait, did we say the name of your band? I don't think Everyone we have yet, no. which is crazy. But my band is called Couch Dog. Yeah, go look it up. Um, yeah. You can find us at Couch Dog Band on Instagram. And you did the logo for that, right? Yeah, I did. Just in Adobe Illustrator. That was a fun little, like, graphic design bit. I like doing, like, you know, little things on um, the Adobe suite. Yeah, because you're literally the most talented person I've ever met. I was going to say, is there anything I that you can't do? You can build wings, play the bass, do Adobe. Incredible. Yeah. Um, yeah, so is there anything that you've been loving recently? Like music, um, movies, anything? When you guys anything? told me that this was a segment, I wrote down two things. Um, yeah. I just want to talk about uh, my no, favorite No, only movie. pick one. My favorite. <laughs> no! I have two. Sorry, I yelled. <laughs> 
Um, one is like kind of related to like the stuff I was talking about. Disney Plus has a bunch of like behind the scenes kind of practical effect shows. Like there's yes. um prop culture, which is really good. Mm-hmm. Um, and they have a ton of other ones. Like if you poke around in there, but those are really cool to watch if you're interested in like the practical effects industry. Disney's like the biggest right now, so um, those are super helpful to watch. And then a movie that I've been loving and like obsessively rewatching recently is The Last Black Man in San Francisco. It's probably my favorite movie right now. It's my favorite movie of last year. I'd recommend it to everybody. It's just a really good story about like masculinity and like if you love the city of San Francisco, it's like a really good painting of like how it's changed over the years and stuff. So yeah, check it out. Yeah. I Yeah, I've heard of prop culture. I heard that's a very good show. My best friend wants to do props and stuff but she loves that um but i haven't heard of the movie i'm gonna watch that That yeah you you gotta i will check in with you (laughs) please so good (laughs) um well is there like anything you want to plug personally other than like your band and wait are we doing recommendations too or just oh yes oh because i was like i have wait sorry what's your recommendation (laughs) sorry Uh, (laughs) No, Sarah, none for you. Get out yeah, of here. Not that I'm trying to step on Tasha's plug, but <laughs> I've been really loving Sierra Harris recently on Instagram. She, I started following her a long time ago when I saw Dear Evan Hansen um, because she's in the touring cast. And so I saw her in uh, a local theater, but she plays Alana and she understudies Zoe, but she recently... Like, I just found her poetry Instagram. And so not only is she, like, a phenomenal musician, and, like, I loved seeing her in Dear Van Hansen, but um, her poetry is also super cool. So um, her Instagram is just, like, Sierra Elise Harris, I think. And then her poetry Instagram is um, Lily's Bloom and So Will You. And so her Instagram's very cool. She's just a very positive happy like little corner of the internet so if you need some positivity in your life go check her out i love that neat um all right well now i have mine mine's a product um (laughs) (laughs) but i've been really loving the nola skin essentials um it's a black owned skincare company so it's really right now like supporting black businesses is a really really great way to like uplift and amplify voices and so I found this incredible skincare and it's so it's natural it comes in like glass jars super clean beauty um but I'm obsessed with all of their stuff Sarah and I (laughs) Sarah and I had a spending spree like we we were on FaceTime and we just were like we buy this and so I got all yeah. my skincare and I really really am enjoying it and I highly recommend you check them out um, because now more than ever is the time to shop and support and amplify black voices in our communities so yeah, that's what that, I'm loving right now that FaceTime call was so funny because you'd be like oh we're spending too much money and then one of us would be like but we're supporting a black owned business so it's yes. okay and then yeah. we would just buy more yes. I do I love their glycolic mask mm-hmm. I've been using that a lot it's really nice yes so I've um, been loving that which is probably not the best to on a podcast because no one can like look at <laughs> no, any it's relevant but um <laughs> look on our Instagram we'll have yeah, you're little, like look at my skin look, look at my how skin. good it it's looks so glowy so I'm gonna describe my skin to you <laughs> <laughs> my pores minuscule the glow out of the world. <laughs> i'm just glowing you guys take my word <laughs> god that's terrible 
Yeah. Please cut that out. No one can ever hear that other than us. I think it's fun. <laughs> I think that's fun, too. I'm going to leave it in. All right. Sounds good. So it's like, I respect what you said, but I'm not going to do it. <laughs> anyway, so to wrap this up, is there anything you want to plug? Um. Yeah, I guess so. Absolutely follow my band on Instagram. All four of us would appreciate it. It's at Couch Dog Band. Uh, we don't have a Spotify yet, but once we put songs up there, it'll be on the Instagram. Um, and if you so want to follow me on TikTok or Twitter for whatever reason, it's <laughs> at Uncle Agonist, which is U-N-C-L-E-A-G-O-N-I-S-T. It's like antagonist, Dude, that TikTok is but uncle. Yeah. I thought it was funny and it's not, but (laughs) I I think it's funny. Tasha, I love you. I think you're funny. Yes. (laughs) Okay, well, this was so fun. I'm so glad we did this. Yeah, thank you guys for having me. This was a lot of fun. Oh my god. No, yeah. Thank you for coming on. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, literally. Literally, thank you. Um, we would love to have you back if you ever want to just come on and talk more because your journey is so like there's so many things you could talk about. Cause it's, yeah. you. And your perspective is so interesting yeah. to me. Especially, so if you ever want to come back. Come especially back. being in the film industry. Like, please come back. I love talking about the film industry. It's yeah. all I talk about 24-7. In my senior year of high school, for no reason, I wrote, like, a six-page essay on the shape of water. And, like, <laughs> like instead of doing an assignment that I was supposed to be doing. <laughs> and I've never, it's never seen the light of day, but I could literally just read that off because I went in. <laughs> Yeah, just read that for our whole podcast. (laughs) Um, You know what? My favorite story also is um, whenever people talk about the Mandela effect, (laughs) if I can find a way to edit this in, I will. But (laughs) is this the Curious George Yeah. So whenever people talk about the Mandela effect, one of the things that people bring up is the fact that Curious George doesn't have a tail. And I always say, I know that he doesn't because in sixth grade, my friend made a petition for them to change Curious George and address that he was a chimpanzee and not a monkey. Do you remember that? I I for sure remember that. I have like the papers that I made. I thought it was like the like absolute injustice of the world because it was like curious george like the little monkey and i was like so you're saying monkey but monkeys have tails and curious george doesn't have a a tail so i wrote this whole letter to pbs like the network station pbs that airs curious george and i was like so you're telling me he's an amputee or you're spreading false information and then I got everybody in my sixth grade class to, like, sign this letter saying, like, you should have an episode that addresses, like, why you were wrong or why he's an amputee. <laughs> and I they sent just it to traumatize them. everyone I just sent them that letter and they an never got back to me. <laughs> so if you're listening, yeah, that's my PBS, hit ta- like, let you Tasha know. know. To do. <laughs> to this is a cease and desist. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Tasha's gonna win something for props at the Oscars one day, and her speech is just gonna be like, "Listen, PBS, I know you know what you did, and you better email me back." Um, so thank wait, you. I'm very writing much. that down. Like, I, I'm gonna make this like my new thing. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. I'm quitting cosplay. I'm quitting the band. I have. I'm gonna full time be like a Curious George Truth advocate. <laughs> Incredible. Oh my god, that's um, so funny. Okay, yes. well, well, on that note. <laughs> 
will see you guys next week. Uh, this has been Working For It. We post every Thursday at 7 a.m. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pacific Standard Time. If you would like to follow us on Instagram, there will be a post related to this episode where you can check out all things related to Tasha, all of our recommendations. They'll all be linked there. That's at Working For It Podcast. Um, and if you want to tweet us, our Twitter is at Working For It Pod. And if you want to write us and like, chat and sign the curious george petition (laughs) let us know if you want us to release the curious george petition um (laughs) other than that yeah email us at working for it podcast at gmail.com but other than that we will see you guys next thursday yeah oh my god that's fun bye Bye.